Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Mike Golick joins us on the pod in like 10 minutes. Did I tell you, um, so I'm on YouTube. Um, and hold on. Okay. I, I'm, I'm on YouTube. Well, I, I'm not on YouTube, but I, I watch YouTube videos sometimes. Like if I'm at home and I eat some lunchy. And I was like, well, so I I pop up my phone and watch YouTube videos. And um, one of the people that I've been watching recently is Michael Francisi, who is the former um, mob associate. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? He was, I believe he was in the Columbo crime family. Um, And I've just been fascinated by his stories. Um, he's been sharing a lot of stories about just, you know, obviously the, cause I, I'm a late, I'm late to the, uh, I'm late to his, um, his whole thing. He's 71. He's got a, he's got like a podcast deal and a, he's on I know YouTube. Who you're talking about now. I looked yeah. him up. Yeah. yeah. He was in the Columbo family. Okay. And, uh, he's the son of former underboss, Sonny Francisi. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. And, um, like really smart guy, whole thing. And, that scene, you just jogged my memory because that, that scene is from The Sopranos. And they went, he, they do these things. They go to like mob movies and stuff. And he says whether or not they're real. Like whether or not that really happened. And they went to the um, the scene where, was it Jimmy, Johnny Sack, who wanted the sit down because um, Ralph called his wife, you know, made a fat joke about his wife. Yes, I recall. And yeah. it was... It was uh, very, his breakdown of it was very good, very good. Talking about Johnny and Ginny Sack mm-hmm. and like how like he said part of it. He goes, you know, because one um, junior was on a phone and he's like, never there would be never be a phone, never be a phone. He's like, unless a guy was trying to go to prison or he was just that stupid and nobody in this position would ever be that stupid. There would never ever 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 be a phone. Uh, which was good, and then he kind of he, he, he like kind of laughed it off. He goes, "This is kind of stupid," because <laughs> it's like a great scene and like, but he actually broke it down. He, he like the little Stevie part, little Steven part. 
Silvio. He's a guy you can tell Silvio's been in this before. This is great acting by him. He sizes him up. They, he attacks the word allegedly. Like, that's a good thing. It's very good. It's very good how he breaks it down. And there's other clips that he has where he, like, talks about what favorite food um, mob bosses like to eat. And also, like, um, um, oh, God. Uh, the most famous one of them all. Capone. Capone, yeah. He liked pork roast. He liked stuffed pork roast. Because I guess he was hiding out in Wisconsin, and that's what they had. They had pork roast, so he ate that. Um, some of them did not like... I mean, they liked Italian food, but it wasn't all Italian food. John Gotti liked to go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> that Just the thought of John Gotti hanging out at Cracker Barrel. I understand. Eating at Cracker Barrel. Terrific. I understand the eating. Did he go through the gift shop, though? <laughs> yeah. Got a Bill Gaither CD. Get something. Get the sunflower hat. Yes. Yes. One of those flavored old-timey pops. Well, I think what you Sodas. always, oh, yeah. always kind of wonder is, because in movies, it's so romanticized, but... Uh, I, I always thought they are not did, eating ziti every meal of the day. Yeah, I thought the the better mobster movies or or the shows were the ones that you know kind of demystified a lot of that. I was under the impression that every meal took at least eight hours to prepare, and mm. you had to drive to the other side of town many times while a helicopter staring at a helicopter. <laughs> this would be very difficult to do. Um, just that, well, he almost got in a wreck while he was staring yeah. at the helicopter. Oh, yeah. If you remember, well, he was all coked up too. Well, just just the thought. Of how a lot of this was not nearly as glamorous as I think a lot of people always portrayed it to be. It wasn't glamorous at all. It was tough. It was a grind. It was it was bloody. You had to watch your back. You were always worried about who to trust, who well, not to trust. He talks about, um, he has another clip. And again, I've only been watching it like this week is when I got into it. Um, he has like a top 10 mobsters um, or a top 10 mob bosses. Is what he has. And a lot of the reasons why he holds some of the guys he holds in such high regard is like, because like one, like a few of them, they didn't die in jail. And like, that's one of the big things. Like, ah, this guy, he died at his home. He was surrounded by his family. That's the ultimate goal of this. It didn't end in a horrific, horrific way, the way nine out of 10 of these guys Mm -hmm. usually do. Well, the Irishman, was that the the real long one that came out? Everybody was really excited about. And they edited nothing, and it was like three and a half hours. But, you know. I just, like that movie. Except for their I, faces. Yeah. They well, edited those. Yeah, they Robert did. De Niro kicking that guy at the beginning of the movie. Man, that was bad. But wait, in this, they so made them look bad. older than they were, right? No, the they end. made them look younger they and them, then older. Oh, then older. Yeah. Okay. And just them hanging out. That's the scene that is like the most memorable for me was Joe Pesci hanging out. In the wheelchair, in the courtyard of the prison yeah. or whatever, and that's just where they were. And it was like, man, is this sad. This is this is their life after all those years. Yeah, they had some good years, but holy crap. Um, does this ultimately end with, you know, either you're looking over your shoulder, you're in witness protection, or you're in yeah. jail. It's a it's I mean, that's the life. You know, I, I've um I've heard a lot of stories about that. Um, you know, I'm not Italian at all. And, uh, it, it, and I know, you know, from those stories that it, it just, it doesn't end well. It always, you know, I, I, I understand, I understand why people get into that life. I understand why they do it. Um, at the same time, it just, it just never ends very rarely. I mean, with the exception of a very certain few that just, and I think it's by luck. 
I just think it's by luck. Like, and, and you hear about the local guys and stuff like that, but, like, the, like Joey Naples and things like that just shot right there in your driveway of a house you're trying to build, you know, out in Canfield, you know, that type of thing. Um, it's just, uh, it's indescribable, you know, <laughs> how gritty it really is. And, but listening to his stories, like, it's like, well, I mean, the only, cause he made it out the other way. Cause you know, he had to, he had to go to prison. Then there was the informant stuff and things like that. Like he got out of it and, uh, it was very ugly for him to even try to get out of it. So, you know, it's, uh, but it's, it's interesting to hear, you know, what he says. Cause you know, it's, it's argued whether or not, there is a mob anymore, things like that. I I, I think there's always going to be some form of organized crime, but it's, it's it's just obviously it's different from what it used to be. It used to be romanticized, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you just again, like you look at the Godfather. People people want to remember the good parts of the Godfather. They don't want to remember Kay screaming at him about it was an abortion, Michael, and they don't want to remember Sonny dying in the causeway and things like that. Like there's some really ugly parts in that. Like Goodfellas. Let's just say through really good parties though. They did. The weddings are wonderful. <laughs> they had a the great weddings time. are wonderful, yeah. They spared no expense. Uh they they wore the great uh three piece suits. Yeah. Um the double breasted. Yeah. Which uh, I've seen those start to make a bit of a comeback and I don't think I'll ever be wearing the double breasted suit. Can you tell me with the ex- pinstripes? Explain well, the pinstripes are I had a pinstripe suit back in the day. I don't know if I looked right in it. Blonde. I yeah. wasn't heavy. Like I Did am you now. spike your hair at least so it appeared like yeah. you had frosted tips? No, it all went up. But I, my my hair was spiked, but I was bl- I was I was regular blonde. I mean, I'm just I'm blonde now. You're naturally blonde. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I think you have to have darker features to pull off a pinstripe suit. Is that true? Uh, I'm a little to think too. I fit. never. Yeah. I never wore a pinstripe suit. So like Lima, Lima's always got a tan going. Like there, he's got an all he's. He's got olive skin. Even now? Now I feel like I'm... T- Man, I, I I was telling Sarah this the other day that Jack I could Jack Waltz believe- would just be screaming at you right now. There was, I believe, an Easter where I fell asleep and uh, we were at my aunt, Aunt Buzz, rest in peace, that we were over at her house and my sister was in town from Chicago and she took pictures of me passed out because I was so hungover. No, it must have been Thanksgiving. I was hungover from the night before. Yeah. And I was tan. And I look back at the picture because Sarah saw the picture and goes, why are you so tan Thanksgiving? I said, yeah, I went to, went to the tanning beds. But that was, like, that was like nine years ago, ten years ago. I can't believe that mm-hmm. I went to the tanning beds during you, Thanksgiving. You do that all the time. What the hell was I doing? I why? told you it was stupid. Oh, just my like, God. Because you were single. Thank and God that era is over. Everything was peacocking with you. So Lima go, no, you got to get a base and stuff. Like, you did things, and I just accepted it. But I knew, like. Ken, have you ever done a tanning bed? Never. Never. Not one time in my I've entire life. Huh? I've done it. Never. I've done it It's a, a waste for our complexion, Ken. Ne- yeah. I only Never got burnt. Was. I only did it yeah. because yeah. I was a gym member when I was in Little Rock, and it was a like a bodybuilding. Like these guys all went to competitions, so they had a bed that was part of the membership. And so one day I was like, "I'll try it." I went in there for five minutes and was a <laughs> lobster. Oh yeah, yeah, you would be. You really got to be careful. I mean, but I I burned myself before in those. And just looking back, it is so silly. There's just nothing I can do. Like I I'll, I'll get my arms will get very tan. Um, very dark during the summer. 
Oh, I was going to ask but, you though when you when you do yard work, um, I know people people give you a hard time about what you do, what you don't do, which is so so hilarious. Everybody everybody pays attention to what everybody's neighbors does, what their relatives do, what who does what. Like no, now you're started, villainized for paying anybody no, to do anything. They only started giving me a, a hard time recently because Jason gave me a hard time, and yeah. then it got to me because Jason had something on me when I was BS. Because Jason has a 20 year old son who lives with him well, that does all that. This is what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, very true. That's unfair. It's an exactly. unfair fight. What do you think is acceptable? Because we just talked about the and skeleton I, in your front yard. What is acceptable apparel? We're going to have to do this on the radio show. Oh, so now we got Mike Golick. What are um, you allowed to wear when you are mowing your lawn, when you're outside doing yard work? Because I, uh, I still try to keep up appearances. I don't want to look like a bum. I don't want to look great. It's not like I do my hair, but I'm not wearing a tank top. Even if I wear, you gotta but, wear a shirt. But but that's people want to get tan. If they're outside, they want to they want to get the benefits of being outside during that portion. So I will tell you. Uh, we, well, we got Mike. Here, I know. So yeah, we'll, we're gonna have we'll, to cut this off. But we'll, remember we'll this conversation. It. it depends. If you look like me, you Let's can't be not him. wearing a shirt. Let's ask while you're him. mowing the grass. There's there's no way Mike Golick back in the day was not doing his own yard work, and I want to know what he thought was acceptable in the neighborhood to wear while he was doing yard work. Well, I always wore the hat that held the hard hat that held two beers. So while I was doing the work, let me tell you the hardest job. Good morning, man. First good morning. And foremost, um, the hardest job was, and my mom made us do it, thatching the lawn. Now, oh. there was no person under probably the age of forty that knows what the hell I'm talking about. But when you have to pull up after the winter time, when you get to the spring. When you have to pull up the dead grass that's underneath the, the live grass, it's called thatching. And there was a, it was like a, a, a type of a rake. And you would just go and rake your lawn, but it, it dug in deeper than a rake, and it pulled up the dead grass. That was horrific. I hated it. I hated it. I, I, well, he's breaking. Even when I was playing in the NFL. Oh, and can we can we re, yeah. can we reconnect if, if we can? Because he's breaking up a little bit. I hate that he's because it. <laughs> That's good stuff. Thatching the lawn is the did worst. Did he say he did that when he was in the NFL? Yes. Boy, the salaries have changed, have they not? Well, because <laughs> th- th- thatching feels like you're wasting your time. It's just <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot of things that go in landscaping that just feels like you're wasting your time. And I'm, I'm a terrible – and I, I, I need to underline, I'm a terrible landscaper. You did the French drain, um, though. That's very impressed. Yeah, but that was, that was more of a project. I can't make things look good, though. Like, I got I – got, I got buddies who can just they can do the whole thing. Like I got a buddy Mike Michael who lives in um Copley. And I mean it is his backyard. It looks like something like uh, it looks like a courtyard or a grotto at a Catholic church. I mean it is something else. Some people just have and they like, have it. How do you they, have it? They've been how around it long this? enough. The expertise. The grass is perfect, the whole thing, and mine's just going to hell day after day. And so now I'm working, because I, I told you, I got those people, and they come in, and they're doing the grass, like, to make sure, like, the grass is taken care of. And I had I had an argument with Liz about whether or not it worked, and I got Sam, and he's pooping in the back, and so that's killing the grass, and I got this whole deal going on, so it's... But but you know you're going to be there. Yeah. We we are are thinking, five, we're like John Dorsey here. Oh, he's already looking. Five-year plan, 10-year plan. Well, yeah. we, we could live there, but if we have another kid... Now I'm starting to think, is it worth putting the effort into the lawn? 
Because you're not getting value on the lawn. You're getting value on kitchen, bathrooms, you know, windows, roof. That's another thing Michael Francesi brought up, which I'm surprised. <laughs> he said that they never really made a big deal about whether or not it was a boy or girl. He said they never, they never knew. They said obviously the technology's changed because mm-hmm. you would think in that life that they would, they would obviously want boys, and they just said nope. It was just you know what happens happens. You know that's congratulations. That was the whole thing, which I was surprised with. He goes, it was not the type of celebration that they make it out to be in movies and, and things like that. I was like, wow. I thought for sure it would be different, but no. Uh, we're still – I think we got him. Do we got him again? All right, hopefully we'll be uh, – Mike, you there? Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hopefully you can hear me a little better. That is a lot better. Mike, thanks for joining us this morning. And again, and thank you for telling us the thatching story. Yeah, that was I did that a lot. And like I said, listen, uh, as free agency is going on and all these guys are getting these, this bag of money, uh, when I was uh, with, the, with the Philadelphia Eagles, I was making about $90,000 a year. These guys find that in their sofas now. And so I, I, I had my lawnmower. I had my riding lawnmower. I did my lawn. I, I, I you know, we, weeded it. I fertilized it. I did everything. But I always made sure I had that hard hat that held two beers because that was key. As, as you're checking out what these guys, especially there on the defensive line, some of the values – and the league, uh, it evolves, it changes every few years. And now because teams got run all up, up and down the field last few years, now big plotting defensive tackles are getting money. I mean, do you think about what you could have made today and what that would have meant, how you would have handled all of that with that kind of money? Well, luckily my wife has a degree in accounting, so we were pretty good in the little bit of money I did make. I think in my entire, I played nine years, and I think in my career I made $2.5 million over the nine years. And I, my last year was the first year of free agency in 93. And uh, if, if right around then guys of my caliber were signing like three-year deals for like $12 million, three- or four-year deals, now that's, you know, that, that's signing bonuses for some of these guys. And listen, make no mistake, I am happy for them. I, I am glad they are gra- grabbing bags of money. But like I tweeted yesterday, big bags of money going out to the NFL players, and it's awesome. 
and then NBA free agency will hit, and all these NFL players are going to go, damn, that's a lot of money when <laughs> these NBA players start getting signed. You know, Mike, you're the perfect person to ask this because you, you did play. Like I remember, I remember you as a player, and I know that the salaries have gone up to an unreal level. Mike Golick joining us here from DraftKings, Cleveland native, the whole thing. Um, and people know by the voice exactly who Mike Golick is, but I, you know, I have to reset you and everything, even though they know exactly who you are. Did you happen to see the story the NFLPA put out there, Mike, about how the Bengals are trying to get the laws changed in the state of Ohio about professional athletes who have five years uh, of experience, how they might not be able to claim partial disability if they have an injury? Did you see that thing that they're trying to push in Ohio? I did, and as a matter of fact, when my son Mike was in camp with the Saints, that was going on down there in Louisiana. Wow. And I remember Drew Brees and a bunch of players went, went and before, you know, the, the, the uh, like Congress or whatever it was there in, in Louisiana and tried to flee their case and basically saying, what the hell, you know, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it, the one thing with, there's going to be a new, obviously, uh, director of the NFLPA. And I know one of the big things that's going to be a fight is to get longer, uh, you know, medical care after you're done playing. You know, it's five years now, uh, and they'll never get it for life. But it would be nice to get it longer than five years because, you know, your body breaks down. And, again, we all know what we're getting into. Probably next year I'm getting my first fake part. I'm getting a new left knee, and then I'll probably get a new left shoulder. We all understand what we're signing up for. But to start taking some of that away (laughs) – you know, when it when it isn't great to begin with, is uh, it's a little a little distressing. That's for sure. With Mike Golick, so uh, the, all the rumors, and we should hear something maybe in the next hour when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, do you think him to the Jets? Does that make sense? Uh, do Do you understand? Does it make sense to you how they could be? you know, working this out behind the scenes, but yet teammates are just kind of left blowing in the wind, not knowing what is going on with their futures with their teams, all waiting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, what makes it interesting is remember when Brady went down to Tampa Bay and you had free agents that sometimes took less money because they wanted to go play with him. Now, you're in free agency right now, and, and could the Jets be in a position to grab players like that if Aaron had committed already? Right. So you're kind of holding that up. Maybe guys that are wondering what their future is with the Jets and what they're going to do. Is Aaron going to be there or not? And Aaron's the one that said, I'm not going to hold anybody up. You know, I'm going to make a timely decision. Well, time is here. (laughs) You know, I mean, you've had a while to decide. You went in the dark, you know, cave for four days or whatever the hell that was to try and determine what you're going to do in the future here. Here's the thing, though, guys, if he goes Everybody, I hear all the analysts talking about, well, he's got to, you know, they got to make sure he buys in and he works with the guys in the offseason because they really have a really good young um, uh, wide receiving crew led by Garrett Wilson. I love Brees Hall, who I covered in college when I was calling college games. Unfortunately, he had the injury, but they're saying he's got to work with him in the offseason. Well, Aaron's never done that. So if Aaron doesn't do that, I don't want anybody to go, oh, my God, he's not doing it. He doesn't do it. He didn't do it in Green Bay with a bunch of young wide receivers in the offseason working with him. He never really has done that. So I, I just don't want anybody to be shocked if all of a sudden he goes to the Jets. Hopefully he does that. 
But if he goes there and doesn't work with them in the offseason, everybody's going to be like, oh, my God. It's like, wait, that's the norm for Aaron Rodgers. So let's, let's be careful what we expect in the offseason. What if on the off chance, Mike, he decides he wants to retire? Now, as we're talking, it's Tuesday. So we might find out later on Tuesday afternoon here that he's going to go to the Jets. But say he does retire some way, somehow. What, what do the Jets do? Would they go after Lamar? Would they try to make a deal there? What would happen? Well, let's also remember, before anybody starts feeling too bad for the, the Jets, they're the ones waiting as well. You know, they could have gone after a Derek Carr. They could have signed a Jimmy Garoppolo. They could have done that, you know, and said, we're, we're not going to roll the dice. So they're effectively rolling the dice. So then, yeah, exactly right. What do you do? You know, we know Lamar Jackson, you know, turned down, I think it was 133 guaranteed out of that contract last year offer from Baltimore. Um, you, so, And you know it's going to cost you two first rounds because he's an exclusive. Uh, you know, he's an exclusive. He's not non-exclusive as far as the tag. So it's going to cost you two first rounders and a ton of money. And listen, if you want to build around him, which he's a young guy, so that would be an incredible thing to do. Everybody is afraid of the guarantee. And I know the word collusion is getting thrown around amongst the owners. I don't even think they need to collude. I think they all understand they don't want they all they're all mad at Haslam for what he did with Deshaun Watson because they do not want to go down this road. People need to understand in basketball and baseball where the contracts are guaranteed, that's not the CBA. There's no rule that says they have to be guaranteed. It just went that way because the players ended up demanding it. And that's the fear of the owners in the NFL, that players are going to start demanding it, and you know it's going to start with the quarterbacks like it did with Deshaun Watson. So the other owners are ticked at, at them in Cleveland for what they did, so nobody else wants to do it. Is there collusion? Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some were talking to each other to say, we don't want to do this, but I think they all inherently don't want to do it. So they're trying to find any way they can not to. So that's the big hang-up right now is you know you have to sign him to a deal and you know he wants a fully guaranteed contract, which is cool, which is fine. Deshaun Watson got one, and all the other owners are saying, oh, that's an outlier. We're not counting that. And players are going, to hell with that. I'm counting that. He got a fully yeah. guaranteed deal, and I, I want that as well. Well, one of my problems with it is, Mike, and thank you, and, and I'm I'm so glad because I think we're on the same wavelength. There is is one, you know, we're here in Cleveland, and I'm going okay. I I, I legitimately think the owner is trying to make his team better. So, you know, yeah. there's there's strong criticism against Deshaun Watson, right? I can't I can't say well that's to the side, okay, but he's trying to make his team better. And I've said why, and I've heard so many times the exact thing you said, where these other teams are thinking about the Browns and Jimmy Haslam and not thinking about making their team better when it comes to Lamar Jackson. I'm going, one, why on earth would you let the Browns make that decision? And I got people saying, well, they don't want to end up like the Browns. Okay, even if the 230 guaranteed is a horrific contract about Deshaun Watson, since when have any other team, the Browns have not been successful for a very long period of time with the exception of one year, since when has any other team let the Browns dictate their decisions or their mistakes and, and dictate their decisions on what to do at their quarterback spot. Because it's precedent-setting. That's why. They did something that's precedent-setting. They gave out the first fully guaranteed big-time contract. That's why. So it has nothing to do with their wins or losses. It has to do with what may happen. Because who's coming behind Lamar Jackson? I mean, we got Jalen Hurts. We got Joe Burrow. We got Justin Herbert. 
And all those guys are going to wait and see what happens, especially Burrow and Herbert, who've had a, a you know a few good years mm-hmm. already. You, you know what they're going to try and do, especially if Lamar Jackson gets it. So that's the reason. It, it really has nothing to do with the wins and the losses and it's the Browns. It has to do with the fact that the Browns did something that hasn't been done, and they don't want to do it. They don't want to go down that road because then the next quarterback will do it, the next quarterback, and then it's an edge rusher, and then it's a wide receiver. So they're just seeing the slippery slope that they're on. And by the way, I hope players start getting guaranteed contracts. I am all for that. But the owners are going to fight this thing tooth and nail uh, to try not to do it. So, I mean, you've been around the league a long time, Mike. You're telling me these owners are willing to sit and not take that stab at making their team arguably much, much better than they already are and just hope that the Browns fail with Deshaun Watson to show everybody that this doesn't work. Has anybody done anything with Lamar Jackson yet? No. That, that answers your question. I mean, and, and I think somebody will at some point. I, I think everybody's waiting to see where the quarterback carousel ends up. Um, now, you know, because Carolina, you know, as a first pick, they're going to draft a quarterback, make him an immediate starter, whoever that's going to be, probably Young or Stroud. Uh, so they're going to be out of it. The Raiders got their guy. New Orleans got their guy. The Jets are hovering around uh, around Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see. Well, the quarterback carousel every year between free agents and draft picks, and Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten a nibble. And I know everybody is saying, how can – can a guy, you know, some of these other quarterbacks, how can Daniel Jones get that deal and Lamar not? Come on. You know, A, Daniel Jones was next in line, right, with what he did. He didn't get tagged or anything. It was a, it was a deal, so Saquon Barkley could get tagged. He had himself a good year, and he made himself some money. You know what? And, and they said, oh, how could he ask for $45 million? You can ask for whatever you want. It doesn't mean they're going to say yes, and he got paid, and good for him. You know, and everybody's saying, well, how come Lamar didn't get paid? Well, Okay, we know Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract, which the guys don't want to pay. We know it's going to be for about $250 million, and you have to give up two fun draft picks as well. So the, every, one of those, every one of those reasons kind of shrinks the teams down that are willing to pull the trigger and do it. But right now, nobody has done it. So I think everybody's kind of waiting to see where the quarterback carousel stops, which is a shame because Lamar, I mean, is a hell of a talent. What hell of a talent. And, and, again, a lot of people saying because he doesn't have an agent. I, I, who knows how much that has to do with it. If he is intent on getting a fully guaranteed deal, I don't think the agent matters uh, because we know what the number is going to start at 230 or more off of what Deshaun Watson got. So I think that's the reason, and that's where we are. Mike, you said you would be for players getting those guaranteed contracts. I just know that you know, fans might say the right things. I think secretly fans don't want this at all because they're worried about the NFL becoming the NBA with load management. They might say they care about the players and their health, but the minute they're not on their team anymore, I don't think these fans think about these players and their well-being uh, one minute after they're done. Uh, do you think the league would look any different if the contracts were guaranteed? Uh, well, I mean, what, I think it probably would for some players. Every player is different. You know, some player may say his injury is a little more than maybe it is so he, he can he can rest. But the, the bottom line is they're getting their money, and there's, there's 17 games. It's a lot less than the NBA, you know, of 82 games and back-to-back games on the, on the road and stuff like that. So I'm not sure that'll happen, in all honesty, especially you got your money. Um, so I, I'm not sure it will happen at that rate. And let me also say, I don't think guaranteed contracts are going to happen. 
I would love to see it because, I mean, it's, it's a tough sport on your body. But the bottom line is you get players that are hurt, get hurt all the time, and owners don't want to give those guys, you know, have their contracts fully guaranteed when they're missing all the time. It's, it's the sport where players miss the most time. So it makes, I, I, from the owner side, it makes the least sense to say, I'm going to guarantee all your money, even though this is the sport where you get hurt the most and miss the game. So as a former player, I'd like to see it. But when I look at some 30,000 feet down on the league, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it may happen with a few quarterbacks. And, and, and what may happen is you might get smaller deals for maybe other positions down the line that are guaranteed. Uh, but, but for the most part, I don't think you're all of a sudden going to see an influx of five-year deals for hundreds of millions of dollars fully guaranteed. I, I do not while I'd love to see players get it, I don't see that becoming a thing. Finally, Mike, we are just three days from St. Patrick's Day. Do you recall, during your youth, living in Northeast Ohio, ever taking a day off, skipping school, going down any St. Patrick's Day shenanigans as we have one of the biggest parades still in the country? So what I would do is, is my father would drop me and my two brothers, Bob and Greg, down in the flats um, in the morning and leave us there. And this is back when there was no Uber, so we would have to get a cab on the way home um, so, so we wouldn't be driving. But, yeah, he would drop us down there. We'd spend all day down there into the night just, you know, doing what you do on St. Patrick's Day. I never got into the, um, the corned beef sandwich, though. I never did. I got into the green beer, but never the corned beef sandwich. But, yeah, we would stay down in the flats basically all day and then get a cab and go home. That's kind of what, what our St. Patrick's Day was. Mike, we can't thank you enough for the time, as always. We hope to talk to you again soon, my friend. All the best. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mike Golick, Cleveland native, DraftKings, joining us here on the hotline. Wonderful to Can hear you from imagine him. him, his brothers, him and Bob Golick, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, AT. I mean, obviously, they, they their futures were kind of written. They knew they were going to go to you know Notre Dame. They know they were going to good schools. And uh, there was potential for a career, you know, an athletic career, and to see those two guys in the flats mm-hmm. or running around downtown on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. You going to let your kids cut? What, school? Later in life, yeah. What do you mean? You going to let them ditch? Um, it depends. What are their grades? How I many mean, days are they already missed? <laughs> you, think, you think that'll... That tally will be in flux by then. I mean, we might be on, you know, three-day school weeks. I have no idea. We'll see. Well, okay. Well, that's a different conversation. Well, depending on where you live, it might snow a little, and then everybody just stays home. Yeah, Ava oh! Lake, what the hell was that today? I, that's what i got to walk into here in three minutes. Enjoy that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 